Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Monster Monday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app. And it is a new week here on the mighty RTFP. You know what that means. I'll give you my thoughts on every game, actually except for one, on Sunday in the NFL. We actually are recording this Sunday night because Brian has to travel back from Tampa in the morning. I got to drive up to Buffalo to call the Bills and the Chiefs game on Westwood One. So we're actually doing this during the first quarter of the Rams and Niners. So on Tuesday's Power Rankings podcast, we'll give you Rams Niners, we'll give you Bills Chiefs, and we'll give you Cardinals Cowboys. So three games on Tuesday's Power Rankings Tuesday edition of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. New week means new winners. We got to spread the word winners. By the way, you guys are doing an unbelievable job. There's no doubt in my mind We are getting more engagement, more likes, more retweets, more all of that stuff. Please keep it up at Ross Tucker NFL on both Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. Could use some more Facebook folks, facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And I am giving out those YouTube shout outs every single week. It's a cameo style shout out for whoever you want, your buddies, your wife, yourself, your fantasy dudes, whatever, just sign up at youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And you can see that tonight, Brian is actually doing the show from the press box there where he just saw the Bucks demolish the Green Bay Packers. We'll get into that momentarily. You also know about the sponsor confirmation email winner. Look, I'm racking up some serious press passes this week. Bills, Chiefs fans, Where are you at? Giants, Eagles fans. How about even the Army folks? I'll be getting three press passes this week that you can win either by spreading the word via social media or taking advantage of any of our awesome sponsors. We love them. You love them. Just send me the email, ross at rostucker.com. You're guaranteed to be able to ask me a question and 
you might win a little something something let's roll bright the big show all right most of week six in the books all the sunday games anyway in the books except for sunday night football your takeaways ross well i do need to say this first bright because i forgot shout out to a new patron tj hoggo he is a big raiders fan i can already tell patreon.com slash rt media we actually got three new patrons over the weekend i don't know if it's because they want to be able to easily see the even money bets or the friday picks or the press box food grades power rankings i don't know what it is but we got three over the weekend keep them coming a great way for you to not have to write that stuff down patreon.com slash rt media you know bright i'm not sure i have a ton of huge takeaways from today. I think all of the late week COVID stuff was interesting. You know, the Jags put like 12 guys from their practice squad on the COVID list. The Eagles put Matt Pryor on there. The Ravens, Brandon Williams. The Falcons put a couple D linemen and a coach. Patriots put Sony Michelle and James Ferentz and, and Shaq Mason. And it clearly affected them. I mean, clearly affected the Patriots. We'll get to that momentarily. But I do think it's interesting. All of these COVID-19 additions late in the week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yet all the games went off without a hitch. There, There was no hiccup in terms of actually playing the game. So I guess I'm a little bit curious as to what the difference is. Whereas before it was like, Stephon Gilmore test positive, cancel the game against the Broncos, postpone it, whatever. Now it's like all these teams have guys going on the list, but they still play the games. I'm I'm just a little bit confused by the consistency or maybe maybe lack thereof. Uh, I feel like the Falcons got the fired coach boost today. That's a couple weeks in a row where a team has gotten the fired coach boost. Last week, it was the Houston Texans. This week, it is the Atlanta Falcons. So now the question is, do the New York Jets do that at some point? And I think, frankly, Bry, the answer is no. I I don't think that they should. I think right now it seems like Adam Gase is more valuable to the Jets continuing to lose football games. You know, with the Falcons and the Giants both winning, there's only one winless team left, the New York Jets. They were dreadful again today. And at this point, the only thing there really is to salvage in terms of the season, if you can even call this salvaging something, is really getting the number one pick. And whether you think Darnold's the guy or not, Getting the number one pick would be extremely valuable for the Jets because you either get Trevor Lawrence or perhaps you still have faith in Darnold and you trade that pick for a King's ransom. Either way, I think the Jets should keep Adam Gase for the rest of the year. Seems pretty clear they're unlikely to win a football game with Adam Gase. Who cares if they go 0-16? If that gets them Trevor Lawrence or the number one overall pick, it is worth it. Speaking of worth it, did pictures with my family on Saturday. You know what I wore, Brian? I wore my Bombas socks. You know what I'm wearing right now, Ross? 
your Bombus socks. Yes, I am. Nice. You want to try and show us? That'd probably be pretty hard in the press box. Oh, YouTube added value right here for Bombus. Bomb. Oh my gosh, I can smell. Ew, gross. You I see, you see the Bombus logo right there. The Bombus logo. Look at that. I mean, look, Bombus isn't paying enough for that, Brian. I mean, Bombus yeah. is giving us some money to talk about how awesome their socks are. I don't know if they're paying to be able to have the visual of the logo and on video of youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. At any rate, though, it's big time proof that we both wear Bombus and we like it. Plus, they've got an awesome, awesome donation program. Give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20% off your first purchase at bombus.com slash Ross. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Ross for 20% off your first purchase. Bombus.com slash Ross. Tuck's Takes. All right, let's start, Ross, with the New England Patriots. They are under 500 through the first five games uh, of the season. That's the first time they've done that since 2002. Broncos 18, Pats 12. Quite the difference for Bill Belichick and the Patriots versus Tom Brady and the Buccaneers today. Quite the difference. So this was a bizarre game. You know, we didn't know how the quarterbacks would be coming off of their breaks. You know, Cam had the COVID break. Drew Locke was injured. The answer, I would say, is neither one of them really played that well. Cam ran for 70-some yards. That's what they do when they're desperate, but he didn't play very well. He was under duress throughout. No Ference, no Shaq Mason. I mean, that revamped Patriots offensive line was not able to get it done for Cam at all today. He didn't play well. Uh, I mentioned Drew Locke. I mean, look, it should have been a done deal for the Broncos. Should have been put away. Yet Drew Locke throws two interceptions late, totally inexcusable, and actually gave the Patriots a chance to win. They still couldn't do it. Even with those two interceptions late, Brandon McManus, Six field goals. They didn't score a touchdown the whole game. Six field goals for the Denver Broncos. Huge win. Phillip Lindsay did, in fact, play well for the Broncos, which is really all they needed. They needed that D-line to get after Cam and Phillip Lindsay to make a few plays. Tuck's takes. Derrick Henry became the first player in NFL history, 200-plus rushing yards in three consecutive games. Titans over the Texans, 42-36. Um, what was that stat again? First player in NFL history with 200 or more rushing yards in three consecutive games. Wow. Um, is that right? That's not right, Bri. Okay. Derrick Henry's had over 200 yards the last three games? That's what I pulled from the from hey it's from the internet it's got to be true if that's correct that's unbelievable and i i didn't realize that i'm i'm gonna check bry just to make sure okay uh and it looks like he had 119 yards against the vikings he had 57 yards against buffalo 
So maybe total yards from scrimmage. Okay, we'll go with that. Or maybe three straight years in which he's had 200 yards. I don't uh, know, Brad. I, uh, yeah, I may be wrong. That's, uh, I'm not looking at it right in front of me right now. So Yeah, it's all right. It was a good effort. And uh, it's, it's not like I won't bring this up often, you know, <laughs> like all the time. No, look, Derrick Henry was a total beast. You are right about that. He had a 94-yard touchdown run, which was incredible. Every time I watch Derrick Henry play, I feel like I Google Derrick Henry high school highlights. I mean, can you imagine? It's unbelievable. Titans got off to a quick start, and it looked like, okay, everybody's like, oh, man, the Titans are so good. They were rolling yet again, and then Texans came right back. I mean, I, I give them a lot of credit. Deshaun Watson, Romeo Cornell has those guys fighting. Then Derrick Henry has the house call, 94-yard touchdown run, where it's just crazy how well he moves for his size. But Deshaun Watson comes right back with the Will Fuller bomb. Deshaun Watson had, I'd say, three or four really exceptional plays in that game. Um, I love Cornell going for it on fourth down, by the way. I thought that was the right move. He got it done and got a touchdown. Going for two is absolutely the right decision. You go up by nine, game over. You don't get it. You're still going to tie and go to overtime. Love that decision by Romeo Cornell. People that are criticizing him don't know what they're talking about. But unfortunately, in overtime, they won the coin toss. And Derrick Henry scored a wildcat touchdown after a long catch and run. Another big play by Henry, who really took over that game. Tucks takes. Baker Mayfield was benched by Case Keenum. Steelers win big over the Browns 38-7, but they lose linebacker Devin Bush the season with a torn ACL. That's a big loss. He, he's a difference-making football player for them. He can cover tight ends and running backs. He's sideline to sideline. You know, I know my buddy Damashek thinks he's like the Jenga piece for the Steelers. He's what they were missing since Ryan Chazier had gotten hurt. That really hurts. Feel awful for him. Feel bad for me. It was just stupid to even put one unit on the Browns. I kind of knew Baker Mayfield wasn't right. I even said that on the Even Money podcast on Tuesday. I thought maybe he could gut it out and still play okay, shoot it up. No, he was terrible. Throws a terrible pick six to Minka Fitzpatrick. I should have known even more after Greg Cosell said on Thursday that he's not playing very well. And then Keenum eventually replaced him because he threw another pick that was horrible. He, In fairness to him, he did get bruised and battered by the Steelers' front seven all game long. Chase Claypool making plays again. Steelers looking like one of the best teams in football. Tucks takes. Baltimore Ravens defense sacked Carson Wentz six times. Uh, Ravens over the Eagles, 30-28. to 28. It's insane that the Eagles had a two-point conversion in this game to tie it late with two minutes left. Absolutely insane. Brian, they did nothing like the whole first half. Hightower had a brutal drop. I mean, the defense couldn't get off the field on third downs. Jamon Brown started his first game at right guard for the Eagles. Played one of the worst games I've ever seen an offensive lineman play. I mean, 
really struggled to the point where I I felt bad for him. Uh, Ravens had lots of penalties. Otherwise, the score would have been much worse. And then the Eagles, this is kind of what they do. I mean, they found a way to stay in the game. Miles Sanders, who hurt his knee, unfortunately, had a long run. He was able to lead to a, um, you know, he fumbled in the end zone. J.J. Ortega, white side, got it. Then they get the two-point play, or they fail on the two-point play, which was like a weird Jalen Hurts. They had two two-point plays that were both the same zone read that were really, really bad. Lamar Jackson answered with a long touchdown run right up the middle where neither linebacker was anywhere close. Even more injuries for the Eagles. Driscoll, Kayvon Wallace, Zach Ertz. I mean, it's almost comical at this point. But kudos to Carson Wentz. He kept swinging after all those injuries. And the Eagles had a chance to tie it late. You know, that he had long runs, touchdown pass to Fulgham. But then uh, terrible two-point conversion. I already talked about it. And they were not able to tie it. Ravens, hang on. Ducks takes. Joe Judge gets his first win as a NFL head coach. Giants over Washington, 20-19. to Right. However, the Giants didn't cover the two and a half points. I put two units on them on the Even Money podcast. Unbelievable. And really, three reasons why. Kyle Allen had two tremendous touchdown passes. Tremendous. I mean, he didn't play great overall. I think he had six sacks. The Giants defense played pretty well. But both touchdown passes were really good. Logan Thomas had a beautiful catch. I don't know why Logan Ryan let Sims get behind him for the almost tying touchdown. Ron Rivera goes for two. I'm fine with it. You know, that's his nickname now. Riverboat Ron wants to show the guys they're trying to win. Daniel Jones had a uh, terrible interception on first and goal when they were up 13-10. Now, it was a little questionable. So there's a lot of forces working against my bet in this game. Andrew Thomas was benched. I guess he was late for a meeting. Giants, Joe Judge, he's not going to roll like that. Kudos to Joe Judge for continuing to get his team to play hard, for getting his first win. And the the, the winning touchdown was the Tay Crowder fumble return for a touchdown, which was huge. Hey, football fans, are you an Amazon Prime member? Did you know you can watch Thursday Night Football live on Prime Video? It's the future of football. Catch all the action on any device almost anywhere in the world. You could choose your favorite announcer, including Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, or Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah, or Chris Long and Kerry Champion from NFL Next. Get next-gen stats and watch in-game replays on demand, all within Prime Video's X-Ray. Next-gen stats are real-time stats. Powered by AWS. No more waiting around. You can access the current stats anytime. Need to check how your fantasy player is doing? This is the ideal way to stay up to speed. In-game, on-demand replays are accessible on your remote on Fire TV or by turning your mobile device sideways. So if you're a streamer or simply want the most custom way of watching Thursday Night Football, tune in live every Thursday starting October 8th. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. and kickoff is at 8.20 p.m. Eastern on Prime Video. Also available on Fox and NFL Network. NFL Network simulcast subject to change. Thursday Night Football 
is presented by Bud Light Platinum. Tux takes. Four touchdowns from Matt Ryan. Raheem Morris and the Falcons get their first win. 40-23 Atlanta over Minnesota. Talked about this a little bit earlier. The new coach boost. The new coach boost, which is exactly what the Atlanta Falcons got. Fast start for Julio. He looked healthy. He looked awesome. Matt Ryan played stellar throughout the game, including that last fourth down touchdown to Julio. You know, that's not – you don't really see Matty Ice use his legs very much. Kirk Cousins was awful. As the Falcons' D actually came to play for once, Justin Jefferson was like the one guy that really was able to do positive things for the Vikings in this game. Ducks takes – Matthew Stafford connected with TJ Hawkinson, and now Stafford has thrown a touchdown against every team, except obviously the Lions. Detroit over Jacksonville, 34-16. So big days for DeAndre Swift. Happy for him. Young man from Philly. I've known him since ninth grade. Happy he, you know, he had the drop that cost him the game against the Bears week one. Really happy for him. Kenny Galladay makes a huge difference for this team. The Jags are legit bad everywhere like O-line, quarterback, defense. I mean, I'll give the Lions defense some credit, but the Jags are showing that they are who we thought they were. Takes. The Indianapolis Colts overcame a 21-point deficit to beat the Bengals 31-27. Bengals jumped out to a 21-0 lead, and the Colts – You know, I had the Colts as one of my teasers – by the way, so far I'm two and zero on the teasers. I'm actually two and a half and zero on the teasers. I need the bang. I need the Andy Dalton to come through tomorrow night. Uh, but so far, all five of my teaser legs have cashed. So for those of you that were complaining on the Even Money podcast about my teasers, come on, dudes, come on. Anyway, Bengals jump out to a twenty-one nothing lead. I was stunned, but the Colts were fumbling the ball three and outs. But then, you know what? It was Jack Doyle. It was Trey Burton. Kept them in it. Those guys kept them back in it. It was Rivers' best game as a Colt, throwing a lot to guys like Marcus Johnson, who was on the practice squad earlier in the year as T.Y. Hilton continues to do nothing. Joe Burrow did a lot of good things. A.J. Green's best game of the year still wasn't enough for the Bengals. Ducks takes. Chicago Bears improved to five and one with a 23-16 win at the Carolina Panthers. And Ross, that five games, wasn't that the total before the season started for the Bears? Wasn't that their over-under? No. The wins? No, it was eight, eight or eight and a half, I think. Okay, my bad. Yeah, Carolina was five. Okay. Carolina, and they're gonna they're gonna get more than five, but now, Chicago was, I think, eight or eight and a half, and I took the under, and I'm going to be wrong on that, primarily because their defense is playing unbelievable right now. Now, they've been very fortunate. You know, they shouldn't have won the Lions game. I mean, the Bucks, the officiating in that game. But you know what? You do not have to apologize for five and one in the NFL. I'm done with that. The Bears find ways to win. They've got a good coach. They deserve the credit. Uh, the red zone – was a struggle for Carolina. I mean, Chicago's still not playing that great. 
on offense. Foles wasn't great, but he did enough. The touchdown pass to Cole Komet was obviously huge. But it, the story of the game, as usual, was Akeem Hicks and the boys getting all over Teddy Bridgewater. Tucks takes. As you mentioned earlier, the New York Jets, the only winless team left in the NFL this season. Joe Flacco had a 28-yard sack. Miami over the Jets, 24-0. Think about how sad that is. Think about how sad that is that that is like the Jets stat that you took away from the game. But you're right. I mean, it, you're right. They actually, like, had more time of possession. I don't even know if they gave up a third down conversion. The whole It's just a very, very weird game. Fitzmagic and Miles Gaskin got the Dolphins going early. You know, when Fitz is throwing these touchdown passes to these tight ends, Smythe and Shaheen, nobody's near these guys. There's no third down conversions forever in the game. The Jets are a sad football team. Like, I I know guys on the team. I know Van Roten. I know Flacco. I know some of these guys. I, I feel bad watching them play. They, they are a sad, sad football team. Their highlight of their game was a nice butt interception by Marcus May. He was able to pin the ball to his keister. Hinder, that is for you right there, Bo Troutman. Hinder um, and keister, whatever. There's about 30 of them. You think that might be – there might be more words, Bry, for that part of the body than any other word, any other object or anything in the world. Can you think of huh. anything that there's more words for? No. No, I think that's a good one. Like Heine. Heine, Hinder, Rear, Tush, Tushy, Keister. Tuchus. Tuchus. Uh, but ASS, we're, we're, we're a family friendly show. ASS, yeah. baby got back. What else? What else, right? There's more. Yeah, There's the Gluteus lot. Maximus. That's the, uh, rump. the official one. Rump. Rump. That's a good one. Rump. My lovely lady hump. I mean, there's a lot. Are we, are we done? <laughs> no, actually, dude. Could we get 20? We could legitimately maybe get 20. That's unbelievable. There's no way there's more words for any other um, body part. Any else, any other thing in the, in the world, period. Did you say your bottom? Bottom? Did we say bottom? I'm not sure. Your seat? Some people say your seat. Okay. Yeah. They do. Um, gluteus Maximus, did you say that? Twice, yes. Okay, I thought I came up you, with that. You were talking over me, so you probably didn't hear me. Yeah, definitely. Glutes. Um, were the you good rear. Lord. We said rear. You re- we must have said rear, yeah. Uh, were, the, were the good Lord split you? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, there's, there is a lot. Dude, if, you, if anybody on social media – can come up with one we missed. I'll give you a shout out at Ross Tucker NFL. I'll give you a shout out um, on the show. If you can come up with any that we missed and or count how many we came up with, because we came up with a bunch. 
now I feel like I want to do it. And dude, Brian, you did not Google it, did you? No, I did not. I did not Google it. That was all off the top of our head. I'm trying to think, you know, people that have little kids, hinder, hiney, tush, seat, butt, rear. Yeah, I think, I mean, we got most of them. There might be one or two we missed, but we got most of them. That was epic right there. Um, what were we even talking about? Oh, Marcus May's uh, interception. Thank you, Marcus. So the Jets actually traded nose tackle Steve McClendon like right after the game to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't even know. I guess I, I don't know if he'll get on the team plane back to New York or if he'll just take a flight up to uh, take a flight up to Tampa. From Miami, although all of his gear is probably there. By the way, while we're recording this, Bry, the Niners are already up 14-0. So me laying the points with the Rams was a bad – milk was a bad choice. I'm glad I only put one unit on it. Anyway, we'll talk about that on Tuesday's Power Rankings Tuesday podcast. Um, oh, one other thing. It's going around on social media. Tua Tungavailoa got in at the end of that game for the Dolphins. Didn't really do much, made a couple throws. Uh, but then there was a picture of him, Bri, afterwards where he was he went out on the field with his shoulder pads and uniform on and just sat at the 15-yard line in the empty stadium and just soaked it all in. And that that gives me the chills. That makes my eyes fill up, you know. I think people forget how hard it is to come where he's from in Hawaii to overcome the injuries he's had, especially last year. And like, he made it, you know, no matter what happens after this, maybe he stinks, maybe he's awesome, but he made it. He played in an NFL football game. He made it in the NFL and played in an NFL football game. So kudos to you, Tua. That brought back a lot of uh, emotions for me. Sometimes people are so caught up in the money or the he's the number five overall pick or whatever, they forget like he's a 22-year-old kid who like today uh, a lifelong dream came true. So happy for him. Ducks takes. And finally, well, where I'm at right now in Tampa Bay, uh, Aaron Rodgers got his third pick six in his illustrious career. That's pretty amazing. And it was the second one against the Tampa Bay Bucks. They jump out to a 10-0 lead. Tampa, 38 unanswered points, the final 38-10. So, first, Bri, as always, got to start with the food. We know that there's a pretty high standard there in Tampa. There is a very high standard in Tampa. Uh, you know, I want to say two weeks ago when I was here for the Charger game, you know, with the salmon, uh, it, you know, they really set the bar high. It was good. It was very good, but not as good as it was two weeks ago. Uh, your choices were brats and hot dogs and then a what they called chicken booyah. It was chicken with vegetables and some sort of sauce or roux um, over rice. Uh, very good, but, you know, it wasn't salmon. It wasn't like it was a couple weeks ago. So I'm going to give it a B plus, but, uh, but it was very good. Got it. Um, all right. Well, I'll take it. 
Um, what did you think of the game overall, Bry? I did not expect this, and I don't think anybody expected this. But it was it was fun to watch, and anybody who said that Brady has lost a step is just flat wrong. Totally agree. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones got off to a quick start, but then and they were up ten nothing, and people were like, "Oh, Aaron Rodgers, Packers are un- unbeatable." Then Aaron Rodgers did that that little hip thrust thing after he thought he scored a touchdown. It's unbelievable how downhill it went after that. Unbelievable. Pick six to Jamel Dean. Uh, then he threw another interception on a tip slant to Devontae Adams that almost was another pick six, but instead it was a Ronald Jones touchdown. Then Brady marched down the field, dinking and dunking before a nice play to Tyler Johnson touchdown to go up 21 to 10. Then Brady threw a gorgeous touchdown pass to Gronk to go up 28-10. And really, like, let's be honest, Aaron Rodgers was terrible in this game. Now, the Bucks D was awesome. They were battering him all game long. What was it, 38 unanswered points? He, he was getting the crap beat out of him. It's a good thing they pulled him from the game. But he was awful. Uh, the Packers offensive line, especially after Pactiari got hurt, they were terrible. That was an absolute beatdown by the Bucks. Really, really impressive. Make sure, hopefully, you guys get a chance. We won't have the College Draft Podcast until Wednesday this week because of all of the different travel to Buffalo, back from Buffalo, etc. So College Draft will be Wednesday, but we'll still have even money on Tuesday. And a Power Rankings Tuesday, much like this show will be available after midnight so you'll be able to get all over it as early in the morning as you want on the power rankings tuesday so check that out and if you get a chance to check out my game tomorrow if you're driving around listen for it on the radio i'll be calling the bills chiefs can't wait to go to my old stomping grounds i think we're done here thanks for listening to the ross tucker football podcast Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.